Hello, friends. Welcome to Play Along Podcast, the podcast where we play through games. I'm your host, Jared, and I'm joined by Kai and Ben, as always. Guys, how you, Kai, why do you look so disappointed all the time? Hi. I, that wasn't disappointment. That was that was deep, deep humor. I don't know. It's fine. Deep humor? I know. I, who knows? I, I, don't know what, I don't know what I'm saying. It's too early. All right? This is, this is later than we usually record, so you should be happy. That's true. It's true. It's true. It's true. I have no. I have nothing to complain about. My life is perfect. <laughs> Everything is wonderful. How are you both doing today? I'm good. I'm good. I'm rocking the I Prevail shirt that I bought the other day. Oh, how what the concert I, was good. I Prevail. Fucking awesome, man. They always. I need to see always, I always I I'm gonna say it's a band. What hmm? kind of band? What did you what say? Kind of, what kind of band? Um, they kind of fit into like hardcore slash mm-hmm. heavy metal like yeah some of their some of their songs are like like metal core so they're kind of ballady and then there's like a heavy yeah. chorus and then others are just like heavy all the way through um mm. so it's just kind of bit? like did i mosh did i mosh i did not mosh no i had my sister yeah, with didn't me. get the full experience man no so my sister is five foot one Oh um, no, she and... be destroyed in those crowds. <laughs> well, I, I'll get back to that because that's a funny story. But um, I'm just I'm just worried about losing her. Yeah. Um, because it has happened a couple of times. We was. I know sl- you. Mean, I know you mean losing her as in like her location and not, not like yes, her life, die yeah. in a horrible accident. <laughs> yeah. She. Um, yeah. No. She. She has been lost a couple of times. Um, we lost her in a sixty thousand pound mosh pit at slipknot so that was that was interesting oh man um but then we found her and then the next That's day she, the next day she decided to um she went to like one of the stalls in the festival and bought some fairy lights and wrapped the fairy lights around her head like a crown oh so um, you can always find her when you need to yeah the problem is that um when drunk people see somebody with a crown of lights they get very um, excited Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. She she got picked up and carried because she wasn't allowed to touch the ground because she was the Messiah. Um, and oh my God, death metal Jesus! <laughs> He's here. She was the Messiah and she was not allowed to be dirtied. Um, wow. But no, she 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 does mosh a little bit. Uh, one time somebody tried to. <laughs> so one time somebody tried to pull it into a circle pit, and the first like two three times she was like, "No, let go of me. I don't want to do it." And then uh, the fourth time he come round and she proceeded to chin him so Ooh. hard that he literally was a foot off the floor and was instantly knocked out. It's like a like a like a Street Fighter uppercut, like just like yeah, it was full on like and like he his like mate falls in my... slow mo too, like the match ended. <laughs> we really summoning her death metal Jesus powers. <laughs> we was good. all on the edge of the pit. It was like me, my dad, my sister. And like his mate looked at me and my dad, and my dad was just like, he did tell her like three times that he she didn't want to go into the pit. Yeah, you don't <laughs> so. you don't keep going. Yeah, you're gonna get like, uppercut in the chin if you do. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, she's uh she's she's fine. We didn't lose her, but it was a good time. That's good. how I used to. I'm doing great. I'm excited. This is a special episode, like I said in last week's episode, because. Gentlemen, we are not alone today. We have a guest for the first time in interstitial history. Guys, he is the sax man himself. A guy with probably the coolest name that I've ever heard. He's the host of Pixel Project Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Rick Firestone. Rick, how you doing, man? What an introduction. 
Thanks, Jared. Uh, <coughs> happy to be here. I've been looking forward to this. Okay, the people want to know, is Firestone really your real last name? It is. It is genuinely my last name. Uh, That's fucking awesome. <laughs> That's amazing. Rick, if the people don't know, if they're unaware of what you do on the internet, let them know about Pixel Project Radio and all the other fun stuff that you do. <laughs> yeah, that's one of the many things I do on the internet. No, it's uh, I, I am the host of Pixel Project Radio. It's a uh, it's a video game podcast where we uh, I know this term is thrown around a lot, but it's like a it's like a book club podcast, but for video games. And hey, we, like what do you do? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and uh, we talk all about video games. Uh, it, traditionally, it's been video games that we enjoy, although, you know, sometimes we get to play games that we're not huge fans of, which is always fun. But, uh, yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. Um, uh, we've, we've got some plans coming up for the future, uh, and we're, uh, we're, we're kind of in the middle of changing up the formula a little, uh, formula a little bit, so it's uh, it, it should be fun. But... For today, I'm excited to be here. I'm a, I'm a big fan of the show. So, oh, thanks, man. Yeah, I have your show that I listen to uh, at least once a week. Right now, I think I just finished the second part of Final Fantasy VI, which has been which has been awesome. Listening to you talk about that Ooh. show, that game. No spoilers, because Final Fantasy VI is on my list. I've decided it's going to be the first Final Fantasy I play. Oh. I know you were being genuine, but the way that you said, uh, I listen to your podcast. <laughs> well, I didn't want to say I'm like, I'm caught up because I'm not caught up yet. Yes, and that podcast you make on the internet, I uh, I listen to <laughs> at least once a week. I am on episode, I don't know, no, six. I, it doesn't what matter. What I actually did do, too, because I always want to go back and be like, I'm curious of what their first episode. So I went and listened to your very first episode of the show. Oh, and honestly, like your audio quality is fantastic for our very first episode. You guys killed it. Oh wow! Wow, thank you very much. Yeah, the the yeah, console was, versus PC gaming episode—it was good. I, it still holds up. Uh, yeah, it's, okay. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> I mean, I feel the same way. If someone's like, "Oh, I listened to your first episode and it was great," and I'm like, mm, "I mean, are you sure?" Yeah, but there's a difference because, like, the first episode of our podcast is like me with a really shit microphone and used to in a hallway sharing a blue yay. I don't even know if we had a Blue Yeti at that point. We had uh, AirPods, and we were using that as a mic. No, we no, we? we had a I'm pretty Blue sure we Yeti. Used using well. like, yeah, because you got oh, the you got right, the snowball right. when you were recording yeah. with Ben even beforehand. <laughs> it was it was it was not great. Uh, it, the audio didn't sound good. It starts with Ben just cackling, laughing. We were just recording to wax cylinders in the hallway. <laughs> in my day, I had to walk uphill both ways to record my podcast. Yeah, but if you guys want to hear uh, a more not hot take on Chrono Trigger, Rick has an awesome episode where they covered that, where it's less uh, contentious than our takes on the game. Yeah, I, I actually played it for the first time last year. Um, did you Did you all play it for the first time last year as well? Yeah. We did indeed. Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. It's like, I... oh, um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> My, I, I my, think we came out pretty positive on it. I know that you guys aren't huge fans of it. Um, I, I thought it was great. Yeah, I think my I issue, my issue with Chrono Trigger was I just went in with like high expectations because I, everyone always said like this is the greatest RPG of all time, and I think because of that, I kind of like, you know, inflated my expectations. So I was just a little disappointed, but at the end of it, but 
Hate? Oh, I don't know so if I this hate. is relevant to today's episode. It's just a bad game, Jack. <laughs> I'm gonna die on this hill. I don't <laughs> care. Let them come after me. There's no, the story is bullshit. Hey, and the time travel makes uh, no sense. Don't hey me, Ben. Duh. You also had hot takes on, I, on I, Chrono look, Trigger. I don't. I don't like Chrono Trigger. Okay. Um, I didn't personally enjoy well, it. However, you know, hindsight is a bitch. That game is like yeah. thirty plus years old now. You know, yeah. storytelling yeah. is at a different place in video and games. And like most things, thirty plus years old. Be careful. <laughs> They're annoying, and I don't <laughs> want to deal with them. <laughs> I am thirty years old. Watch yourself, That's, young that man. Was, that was what I was going for. <laughs> Throwing shade over here. Well, let's get into a little housekeeping. Let's get this started. If this is your guys' first episode, Play Along Podcast is a weekly podcast where we play through games in a book club format. What we'll do is the three of us will each take turns choosing a game. We'll then break that game down into sections and then come together each week to talk about that section. Specifically, we do talk about everything about the game, but we do dive deep into the story and narrative. So if you are trying to avoid spoilers for anything that we're playing, we say that you either play the game first and come back and listen, or you can play the game along with us. And after those main series, we have one-off interstitial episodes, which is like what this one is. We play a game, play as much as we can, and then kind of have a generalized conversation about it. But if all that sounds interesting to you, you can head to playalongpod.com to get all of our content, find our socials, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, all that. Join our Discord for fun Discord conversations that we have. And if you want more, we have a members section where you can pay to get some bonus content where we'll do roundtable discussions. We'll do we've done video game drafts before. And we have a D&D series that is video game themed that has been handcrafted by Benjamin himself. And again, I've said this week after week, it's on hiatus right now, but hopefully come back soon. Scheduling is still an issue, as always. Mm life still be life in um work in progress yes but we all have had such a blast doing this campaign and we are very excited to jump back into it and for you guys to listen whenever we can yeah but we're going to take a quick music break here listen to some fun shadow of the colossus music and when we come back we're going to dive into this game see you guys in a second In the last episode, we had wrapped up our time with our main series, Mass Effect. Go listen to that. It was a good time. And like I said, Kai and Ben had played this for the first time. So you can hear the thoughts of someone playing Mass Effect for the first time in 2023. But 
in this episode, we are talking about Shadow of the Colossus. What we do in the beginning of each of these episodes uh, when we're playing a game for the first time is we go around the panel here and kind of gauge our experience and history with the game prior to playing it for the podcast. So, Rick, you're the guest here. Uh, before you started playing this, did you have an idea of what Shadow of the Colossus was? Any of like, have you seen any gameplay or anything? Yeah. So um, before I played this, um, I it's repris- it's. Uh, let me let me start over. I'm already tongue tied. Its reputation preceded it, and all I knew about it was it was this art piece of a game, this this masterpiece mm-hmm. of game design and narrative, and and I had really really strong hopes going into it. Um, we could talk a little later, I suppose, about how uh, or whether that played out, <laughs> but. Um, <laughs> You know, it, it's funny when Jared messaged me and he was like, hey, man, like, we're going to talk about Shadow of the Colossus on the show. Would you like to come on? Like, have you played the game? And if so, would you like to come on? <clears throat> and I was like, oh, I'm, I'm being asked on to play along. That's exciting. I, I like the show. I haven't been asked yet, but I haven't played this game. And and I don't I, I don't know. I, I, I shouldn't say yes. So I lied. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, I played it. <laughs> I was like, yeah, for sure. Uh, and I was like, I'll just chug it. Uh, and I did. I did. Uh, for the most part, I got almost all the way through. And then I watched the very end on YouTube. Yeah. And uh, is this where we kind of say how we felt about it? Or should I save that? No, we'll save that. We're going to go around and see what Kai, how Kai and Ben, his history with the game here. Gotcha. Gotcha. Thank you. Keep me in line. Keep me in line. <laughs> Kai, what about you? Did you know anything about Shadow of the Colossus prior to uh, playing it? Uh, I mean, not really. Not like anything meaningful. I knew it was leveraged a lot by Sony fanboys. It's like, look at all of the first party amazing games yeah. we have. <laughs> and it's just like, you know, really bad TikTok compilations of like all the reasons Sony's better. <laughs> um, and I'm sure I remember maybe the remaster of this at mm. some point, whether it was like, you know, E3 back in those many, many moons ago uh, or whatever the Sony showcase was as of when this was shown to be a, a re-release remaster. What is this? A I remake? think it's, it, it's like title so of remaster, technically- right? It's technically a remake, okay. Um, but it is only a remake in the sense that they remade the assets from the ground up. The Correct. core gameplay and controls um, are the same from the original, which is a PS2 game. So that's just because that's foreshadowing. But yes, gotcha. Uh, yeah. So I had a vague understanding of what this game was and uh then after it was announced for being our interstitial i went and did some looking uh, at that time and it was like 10 out of 10 everyone loves it it's amazing blah 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 yeah, nom, 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 nom. uh and i was like oh okay well this is gonna be another uh reason to piss off everyone in the community and uh here we are that's what kai's here uh, for yeah. if you have attended the game do you have a game that you love kai will crush your dreams and tell you it's bad <laughs> Uh, also, Rick, I really appreciate your approach of just lying uh, for, for the podcast. That's also what I do on this podcast <laughs> weekly when they're like, oh, did you finish the section? I'm like, yeah, I did it. It's fine. Uh, and then have to yeah. piece together what hey, is man, happening. If, as long as you do research and fake it, no one knows. I'll never know. Ignore the Discord activity of Kai playing the game that we're supposed to be talking about while we're in the Discord call. <laughs> They'll never know. Uh, ben, what about you? What's your history with Shadow of the Colossus? Uh, yeah, so I am—I'm uh, a little YouTube goblin. 
Um, I like I like my YouTube, and um, one of the, the people I watch on YouTube a lot is Jacksepticeye, and mm. this is like one of his favorite games of all time. And so he did a whole series on it, and he played it, and I was like, oh, this game looks really cool. And then I think I spoke briefly in, in the end of the Mass Effect finale about how my best friend, um, I nearly called him Gramps because that's what I called him, but my best friend Dan, he um, he bought me a copy for my birthday of the PS4 remake, and I lent it to a dude at work before I got to play it, and then the guy at work transferred to a different pub, and I haven't seen him since, and I never got my copy of the game back. He does so, yeah yeah be careful who you lend shit to um so this was on my my list of games to play this year anyway i wanted to get for it just oh there you go dan has constantly been on my case like have you played it have you played it da, 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 da. um so like i know of it similar to kai it's kind of one of those things where it's like you know this is a reason why sony make the best games and like mm. if you look at a lot of the lists I've looked at of like games that you must play, um, Shadow of the Colossus is always on there. Yeah. Um. So, kind of yeah, combining like what Kai and Rick said, like you know, his his reputation preceded it, and I, all I really knew, I mean, I knew about like the gameplay wise, but I was just like, oh okay, it's like a Dark Souls, but big bosses, like okay, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um. So that's kind of the mindset I went into it with. Man, you must have been disappointed with the gameplay then. <laughs> um, I'll talk about it later. Yeah. I'll talk about it later. Uh, for myself, I had played this a little bit. Kai, I don't know if you remember, but I think there's a demo of this on like the jam pack, like demo discs that the PS2 used to give out. Yeah. yeah and I think that's where I played a little bit of it. Cause I have like a, a distinct memory of like the sword mechanic where you hold it up and it shines the light of the direction you're going to go like i distinctly remember that aspect of the game uh but same as you ben this game has kind of always been on my list when they remastered it or remade it or whatever because of that conversation people talking about it being you know a staple for sony one of the playstation games one of the must plays so this kind of had always been on my list so when it came to PS Plus and it was already on there, I was like, yeah, this is, this is a great game. Plus, it wasn't incredibly long, so it was almost like the perfect interstitial game to talk about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of the first things I wanted to talk about is the mm-hmm. narrative of this game or the, the, the lack thereof. How, how did you guys feel about the story? Bad. <laughs> Felt bad. First of all, okay, here's my problem. The game opens with literally four fucking minutes of walking. Why? I get that it's pretty, but, like, it's very Lord of the Rings, Mm. and, like, we're walking up a mountain, and now the horse is walking through a valley, and now we're walking to a tree, and now we're walking through a forest again. It's like, what is this? I don't care. I get it. I get that they're traveling to somewhere. Thank you. That intro cutscene is is quite long. No, 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 okay. It not only does it start with walking and it's quite long, then the game starts, right? And then you get to the menu and you click to play the game. And guess what? More fucking walking happens. That's the next thing that you see is more walking up to the temple, which is just like, you couldn't have like, I don't know, filled me in on who the girl was in the mm. opening cutscene, or like where we're coming from or why he's walking. 
nope, none of that information, just walking. Uh, and then you eventually get to the goddamn temple, and the scariest voice in the world <laughs> happens for some reason that is both female and male and robotic all at once, and it's very confusing. And then, you know, it's just a lot of expositional dialogue of telling you, like, oh, you have to kill the Colossi so you can bring back the lady. And it's like, that's it. That's, that's the, the whole plot. You mm-hmm. couldn't have, you know, I don't know, showed me that. There's almost zero environmental storytelling in this game because it's just a big, empty, sad world. Uh, and so they have to tell you everything, which is which is my, my main frustration. So, but I'm going to stop ranting, and I'm going to let other people <laughs> share their opinion. Interestingly, um, I like the, vi- uh, the voice of Dorman. I also um, like the voice of Dorman. It's weird and creepy and ominous. Right, but... It's off-putting. I, I think... I think I like it for the reasons that Kai said is because it's so like ambiguous. Like yeah. it's not male, it's not female. Because Dormin is like a multi uh how can I explain it? Like a multi persona deity. Yeah. It's like a them. It's like we are Dormin, which is why it has that like ambiguity to it. Um I, I think the difference for me is that I had pre-exposure to it, mm. so I knew going in that like this whole guy wants to save his either his sister he wants to fuck or his girlfriend. <laughs> I'm not entirely sure. It's a, it's up in the air is. right now. We we do, we still don't know after rolling credits. Um, you know, it's 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 just like you know, okay dude wants to rescue a woman that he loves he knows about a temple he goes to the temple places are on the altar and this deity's like yeah i can help you but these 16 colossi are restricting my power and i need you to defeat them so that i can become as powerful as i need to be to complete the ritual and bring her back to life rick how do you feel about the story Uh, okay so i um narrative is a big part of why I like video games and it always has Mm -hmm. been right like like as a kid the first video game that ever really really hooked me was Final Fantasy 9 and well and Pokemon but I mean that yeah everybody that still doesn't have (laughs) narrative (laughs) well yeah you're right it doesn't um but but Final Fantasy 9 started the whole thing and like a narrative Mm -hmm. is a big reason I come to video games and I had heard that the narrative here was so amazing and so good and I'm going to be honest, I mean, the narrative and the way it's laid out in this game was very, was very five out of 10 for me. Like it wasn't yeah. bad, but it certainly, I, I certainly wouldn't call it good. I, I think there's this penchant in, in art, whether it's music or visual design or video games to make minimalism synonymous with good. Yeah, And that's not always the case. I love minimalist music. Philip Glass is one of my favorite composers. Arvo Part, uh, the, all of them that I'm blanking on because I'm a little... Steve Reich, <laughs> because I'm a little nervous, I'm blanking on all of them. But minimalism is not just repeating the same things or giving yeah. a lack of information. There is an art to it. And I'm not convinced that this game balances that like a lot of people think it does. Mm-hmm. Right? I, you can't just employ the storytelling device of... Well, just because you didn't see it doesn't mean it didn't happen. You can't just throw that in. It has to be balanced. And I don't think that this game strikes that balance. And the overall story is fine, but it's nothing new. I mean, this whole thing reminded me of Anakin, 
like from Star Wars, right? You have your protagonist yeah. who has this goal to save somebody he loves. He is assisted by a supernatural being, so, something with powers beyond control. And then in the end, you learn, oh, it wasn't all uh, like it wasn't what you thought it was. You were actually helping this guy. It's the same yeah. thing. It's Star Wars. Like we've seen this time and time again. It's not breaking mm. new ground. I don't know. I really wanted to love this, and I mm. walked away feeling very meh. It's this game is if Ocarina of Time was just Hyrule Field. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what this game is. Yeah, and if feel- you take none of the actual world of Zelda and you just stuck Link on Epona in Hyrule Field and had you carry out missions in Hyrule Field, that's this game. Yeah, and that's I think the entire premise. I, th- I think that um, that Rick kind of touched on a point that I wanted to touch on that is mm. like there's a difference between ambiguity and absence of a narrative. Yeah, and like there is just it's not ambiguous. You know, like you can sit here and. You know, like, I, I made the fin of, like, you know, oh, well, how do you know he's not worthy? The fin is, like, you can sit there and pluck shit out of the air to try and justify the plot of this game and the right. reason why he has the sword and the reason why the girl is dead. But in terms of, like, solid canon proof that as the gamer we know... There's none of it. There isn't any. Now, what I am curious about, I think what I might do a little bit of research of while people are talking is if there was any plot in the PS2 manual, because this was a PS2 game. Oh, yeah. Back in the days of Yonder when manuals used to come with the cases. <laughs> most of them um, had most of the narrative uh, points in the manuals. Yeah, well, I mean, like, for instance, like, it's just city shit. Like, I randomly found out you can stand on the horse while you ride it and shoot arrows. Did not know yeah, that. Yeah, you can. Yeah. It's really fun. You have to, like, you can horse you press triangle, and then you hold R2, and then up and X, and he stands up and holds onto the reins. And then you can yeah. change to your bow and arrow and shoot bows and arrow. But I did it. I did it accidentally. Yeah, it's same. so fun. <laughs> it's fucking awesome. It's the, it's the best. I feel like part. Lawrence or Arabia or something. But I'm gonna go. Um, I'm gonna go do a wee little Google while yeah. y'all are talking about well, stuff. Okay. Oh yeah. No, I was just gonna clarify that I absolutely agree with all of you on the the narrative. It's definitely like a five out of ten mass story <laughs> where. I, and again, I think expectations come into that a lot because this game was almost put it on a pedestal where it's it had this like amazing narrative and so like expecting it going in you're like oh yeah like i was expecting this big deep narrative and i'll i mean the the narrative definitely takes a backseat to gameplay gameplay and fighting the colossus are the main point of this where it almost feels like the the story is a backseat to that which is its own problem yeah but yeah yeah i mean even minus the narrative experience of this game like if you're taking it from a gameplay perspective of trying to tell story through gameplay in a sense right like not necessarily giving us cutscenes or giving us information but like trying to make the player understand the world i found the repetitive like it's all boss fights right like if, if you're looking at this game as a meal it's all main course and no sides and like Maybe that's good for some people. Maybe people just want to chow down on some ribs and they don't want the little, you know, finer things on the side. But, like, there's no reward really for beating the bosses other than the satisfaction you get for, like, figuring out the puzzle for each of them. And that was really weird for me. Like, I wanted something in between trying to find the different colossi that was 
pushing me to like understand the world more in a sense or pushing me to understand why I'm doing what I'm doing other than just like, well, on to the yeah. next one. Um, and it just felt like, like the premise was there. Like the idea was that like someone sat in a boardroom somewhere and said, this is the premise for the game. And then they just made that. They were like, we're going to have big giant bosses and you're going to figure you're going to climb them and kill them. And they're like, well, we can do that. And then they made it. They didn't make anything else. There was no other part of the game that they decided to really tackle. Um, and also, I think the sword shining light is like an interesting mechanic, but it also kind of gives it away in that you don't have that expo- Like they built this giant, massive world, right? Like this huge open fields and forests and like underground tunnels, but you're not rewarded for exploring because you know exactly where you need to go. And it's just like, follow the path to the next boss. I would and it's slightly like, disagree with that. Um, there are fins to be found. They're not necessarily like super rewarding, but like it depends so that there are collectibles. And um, like I found a hidden cave that had like a barrel in it. I got an achievement for finding that. But the most, the fin that you get rewarded with the most for exploring is finding those lizards and finding the fruit. Mm-hmm. Um, so the lizards you kill the lizards you grab their towel and that increases your uh, grappling meter so it's like mm-hmm. not how long you can hold your breath underwater and how long you can hold on to different objects and colossi and stuff and the fruit yeah. increase your maximum health so it's like they tried to do it but like it didn't really hit the way that it should yeah um I was just looking through the... P- I found the PS2 manual. Uh, first of all, before I get into the plot, the PS2 controls are fucking backwards as all hell. Uh, triangle is jump. X is call what? aggro. Yeah, so like in the in the PS4 one, X is... Triangle is to call aggro and X is to jump. Um, and th- the controls are all backwards... Like you press circle to gather the light and da, 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 da. but anyway, I I did have a thought. I don't know if it's gonna derail things too much. Um, That's all specialty. Yeah. Go ahead. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> you had mentioned. Um, I I don't remember exactly what you said, but um, when I was describing my experience playing this to a friend of mine, um, one of the things that I said was it felt like the dev team saw another art game, said this is beautiful, this moves us, we want to do the same thing. So they copied it, but they didn't have anything to say. Like, I don't want to (laughs) use the word derivative because that's a little too strong, but this game feels like it's... Maybe derivative is the right word. It's it's missing something, you know? There's, like, something missing there. I, I think what you said was perfect, which is, like, it feels like an indie game that doesn't have, like the meat of it that thing that is they're trying to explain and show the person right like that is a perfect summary of if sony tried to make an indie game but didn't want to risk saying anything interesting and it was like this can appeal to a broad audience that's what this is like there's there's nothing to to make you think or feel like you should keep playing but it's all the beauty and like weirdness of those games like of art games mm. with none of the meat in a sense and like that does feel so strange i was just gonna <laughs> say off the off the back of that um there is one paragraph in the ps2 manual for the introduction um and i mm-hmm. think it's gonna perfectly 
cement what we've all kind of been saying about the plot and how it isn't really a plot per se. So it says, In an undisturbed land, protected by a bridge of unimaginable design and a temple of untold fear, a legendary myth of colossal beings exists. Miles of peaceful land place hosts to these creatures resembling mountains, both in size and intimidation. As these colossi roam the unbound land freely and peacefully, it's said that within each colossus holds a secret to unimaginable power of bringing the dead back to life. That is it. That's plot. That is, that is plot. Sums it up. And, and, you know, when we think about narrative, right, and this is... I, I want to preface this by saying that I am not a literary expert, so I could very well just be spouting bullshit. But <laughs> when I think about narrative, I think about plot, which is what we're talking about. What are the story beats? But narrative mm-hmm. also, to me, encompasses things like metaphor, allegory, illusion, things like that, symbolism. And this game, I think this game tries to do a little bit with that. Um, but when I see people online making these arguments that, like, well, the narrative is this allegory to to life and like the 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 foolishness and and the uh, the absurdity of life and how it's bleak and difficult and i i get that and i wouldn't take that away from anybody but my thing is if you have a read like that on any kind of art whether it's music literature game you have to be able to justify it you can't just say it because that it feels right you have to justify it and i haven't found a justification that that uh that convinces me that that hmm. is what this game is doing. I can I, I can understand why people might feel that way, but it doesn't feel like the game justifies it with everything else around it. It's this game to me, and I'm stealing this lovingly from uh, Gary Butterfield of Watch Out for Fireballs. This game to me is so much vibes, not verbs. And I love vibes, don't get me wrong, but this game doesn't have any verbs to support what it's mm. trying to do. And in fact, the main verbs, which are the controls, are far and away the worst part of the game. <laughs> yeah. Hardly yeah. works oh sometimes God. on its own. Well, I get paid in rage, so uh, I will say it. If you're arguing that this game's narrative is an allegory, I want to know what you to life. I want to know what your life is like. Are you fucking climbing giant demons on a daily basis? <laughs> That's their inner demon. I sure is. It's fucking symbolic. not. Hey, dude, Ohio's a wild place, man. (laughs) Like, Jesus Christ. Like, yeah, I don't. It's ridiculous. I I agree, right? I'm I'm not a fan of the the plot in this game at all. However, what I will say is that I didn't go in for the plot, so that mm-hmm. didn't affect my experience with the game. Absolutely. Like I can understand if you saw con if you saw like discourse online and you was like, Oh my god, this is like such an amazing narrative and like oh no, it's not. The yeah. the, the narrative there's a couple of games that I've played over recent years where like the narrative is just a vessel for the gameplay. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly all that this is. Like, you are killing these colossi because you want to save girl. your girl who you may or may not have relations with and it may or may not be, like, morally correct. <laughs> so, you know, like, I but, I was there for the gameplay, right? And, like, don't get me wrong, I love narrative in the game. You know, like, fucking absolutely, I'm there all day for that shit. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that if you're if for some reason you're finding that kind of 
that kind of like narrative to the game one yeah i don't understand why uh, but two fine okay whatever i'm here i'm i'm here for the gameplay and the c- controls were shite but the actual boss battles were mm. fucking phenomenal but like okay sure and and yes i don't think you necessarily have to go into something for the the narrative though games in themselves are a narrative medium especially in something like this and like both should serve each other mm. right like like story needs to serve gameplay and mechanics and mechanics and gameplay need to serve the story. The, fitness, that's, that's I mean, the, the interaction of those two things together is what makes great games great. Yeah, but like, the difference is that this came five years before Demon Souls, right? Mm. And like Demon Souls and FromSoft have spawned these entire subgenres of games that people play just purely for the gameplay. Like, I, I guarantee yeah. you that. A handful of people who play Elden Ring actually know the fucking plot of what's happening and why they're doing I mean, what they're doing. Yeah, I, as someone who played Dark Souls for the first time in a modern era, I couldn't tell you anything that happened in that story at all. And I went through it and You're, enjoyed my time with it, but I don't, I don't know what's happening. I mean, I also think that in those games, there's a lot more RPG elements. Right. There's, there's a more lot substance more for exploration sure. Exploration and substance there that is informing, and that's what I'm talking about about environmental storytelling. Dark Souls and Demon Souls all have environmental storytelling, yeah. which sure, the plot is fucking confusing and it's for sweaty nerds. And I get that. And I'm not a fan of those games because A, I'm not good at video games and they make me sad. But B, it's just not what I'm into. But I can understand like going and exploring the world, figuring out it's very Skyrim-esque. It's very like, you know, you can be part of the land and you can build your own character and you can build your own narrative. And that has a place. And, and sure, we can argue all day whether that does that well, but it's not necessarily the point here there are none of those elements of really the environment informing and like even the shrines which is something that i found interesting through the, throughout the game like those are the like, kind of the touchstones to the temple that you first start in and as you go and explore like you can interact with i just would have loved like even voiceover when you find a temple that is just like gives you part of the history of the land that you're in or some some connection to something bigger than just like well i'm going to pray at this temple like why what is what is the temple for Dormir or whatever? Like what it, give me an explanation of what is going on. And even if it's something as simple as you know, reading parts of the world. Like I, I wouldn't even be mad if it wasn't voiceover. Like if they just gave me something where I was rewarded for going and looking into things. Like I'm someone who wants to understand what's going on. And that mm. that's gonna make the gameplay for me more interesting. And and maybe that's not true for everyone, and that's fine, but there is a severe lack of any context here, which means like I get very like if I don't have a motivation as a player because I want to connect with the character I'm playing. And if I don't see that motivation as a character, like sure. Okay. I'm trying to bring this girl back to life, but why, what is the outcome? Why do I want to do the actions I'm doing? And if I'm missing that thing, continuing through the game, it doesn't matter how good the gameplay is. Like, Sure, I mean, if it's Grand Theft Auto, I could probably, you know, fucking, you know, I'm blowing up police officers with a rocket launcher, and that is fun enough. But it's this is not interesting enough by itself mm. to me to keep doing these boss battles over and over and over and over again for, for what is essentially nothing. I think for me, I saw it as a trade-off 
in that I was giving up good plot and narrative for these like grandiose boss battles each of which have their own like mm-hmm. way that you defeat them and they all have their own tactic and like for me that was a worthy trade-off yeah i was willing to give up that story and to give up that narrative for the sheer spectacle and and, and maybe maybe it's because i've got to the last colossus and so i i know the 16 of them if i might play devil's advocate like ben did just for a moment um i would argue that world building environmental storytelling and plot are all separate uh does this game do a great job of world building Eh, i mean not extremely but the environmental storytelling i mean what what's going on you know that you are in this forbidden area you Mm -hmm. know that you're trying to revive this person that's dear to you the way that the camera and the environment is presented is incredibly spacious but barren it's very bleak and the colossi Mm. are enormous and the environmental storytelling that i'm getting from this isn't a hard like world building it's not lore it's more of a feeling of struggle this this uphill climb this like sisyphean almost it's it's this bleak insurmountable uh, just everything seems hopeless that is the environmental storytelling i'm getting from this and i kind of liked it um i mean i'm with you kai like i love world building it's one of my favorite things ever i love learning about a world that's Mm -hmm. that's why the xeno series is so cool to me they they're so good at that shit but um i i do think this game does environmental storytelling better than poor (laughs) i mean if 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 somebody were to say like oh it does it five out of ten like it's just yeah. eh. like okay yeah I, I get that and i think i think it walks a line between bleakness and emptiness and yeah. Yeah. depending on your own perspective it can fall on either one of those right like you can be like oh it's so bleak it's so barren i just think it's empty yeah. like it feels and i understand that it, it comes from a, a different generation of gaming in which my expectations of what a open world should feel like are very shaped by modern games but at the same time it's like it just feels like there's yeah. nothing here for I mean, me and it's like i'm not rewarded uh, for go on that chat go for it interrupt him. Go on. no i was gonna agree it's so interesting hearing different perspectives about this because exactly what you're saying kai where you see emptiness i also see bleakness like as i was exploring it through the world i understood that there's like nothing here in between these two things but that that emptiness bleakness almost added to like the somber mood that this game is trying to imply yeah and the thing is i mean you can sit and justify it and you know you can say that the reason it's empty is because nobody's supposed to be here yeah like the whole purpose of this land is um just to go into the plot a little bit more basically uh, we make a promise to Dormin, who is this deity, mm-hmm. that we're going to slay the 16 Colossus. And every time we slay one of the Colossi, this, like, black gaseous stuff comes out of the Colossi and comes into the character. Mm-hmm. And I've not finished the game. I'm on the last Colossi. I didn't manage to beat him before recording. I literally died and was like, <laughs> right, I need to go turn the PC on. Um, but Jared said that I hit the nail pretty much on the head, which is that Dormin is using us. Yeah. And basically his essence was broken into these 16 Colossi, and by defeating them, 
we have now essentially freed this deity who was trapped for whatever reason. I didn't finish the game, and it's very transparent at the beginning. Yeah. As soon as Dorman recognizes that you have the sword that he's, yes, or they, yeah. or whatever, is using you, mm -hmm. because Dorman is very unwilling to help you at first, and yeah. then it realizes that you have something that it can't have, which is the ability to kill these fucking giant colossi, mm -hmm. and it's like, oh... Maybe I can help you, but you got to do something for me first. It's like, okay, really? Now, <laughs> this, this argument is a strange argument that I'm about to make, right? Because if you look at Shadow of the Colossus in... I nearly said Colossi. That's why that was weird. Shadow, Shadow of the Colossus. Coloss <laughs> if you look at Shadow <laughs> of the Colossus, the PS2 game, mm -hmm. it makes sense as to why the world is so barren. Because these colossi interact with the player and they interact with the environment in such a way that the processing power that must be needed in order to make sure that they act the way that they act it must be phenomenal and so from a sheer processing power graphical power standpoint the more assets you have in the world that need rendering the less power that can be put into controlling the colossi the problem is that the same can't be said for the ps4 remake right and you know the ps4 remake it was made from the ground up using new assets and i mean if you compare the fucking ps2 to the ps4 like oh it's like night and day the ps4 one is absolutely gorgeous uh, compared to you know the ps2 and Rick touched on the cinematography, like the camera auto pans and you know, follows the character in such a way to draw attention to these massive landscapes. I don't know why, if it was a remake from the ground up, fins weren't implemented to kind of add what we were saying, because they worked with the original developers, Bluepoint. So, you know, they had the team there to kind of expand on it now that they've got more powerful consoles and they've got other stuff so it's confusing because i understand why the ps2 one was as limited as it was but i don't understand why the ps4 one is just as limited as the ps2 i imagine because the game's success and critical acclaim you don't want to touch that formula right like if but you have something that works Final and is good I can't. I don't know. I, I, I played the original or the new one, so I have no idea. I, I'm just a little confused. Ben, are you are you saying that they should have added more, um, like, creatures, NPCs, just things maybe in the environment? Maybe not necessarily creatures, but, like, you know, like, for instance, like Kai said, you know, so, like, maybe after you defeat the Colossi, there's some sort of scene where you, you get some backstory as to who this character is. Or maybe even why Dormin was split up and put into these 16 colossi. Would that help with, I mean, you were saying the, the environment and the world feels barren. Would those little things help with, like, the A to B kind of travel? Defin uh, there's, wh what I'm trying to say is that because the PS4 is more powerful, it feels like there could have been more put in the world in order to create that storytelling and that background that was absent in the PS2 version. Gotcha. Now, yeah. I'm, I'm not narrowing it down. It could be NPCs, it could be creatures, it could be additional cutscenes, like whatever. But what I'm saying is that I don't understand why the PS4 version is only an asset upgrade when it's a remake, 
when yeah. there's all of this now extra processing power to expand upon that PS2 game and to kind of create what was originally intended because the systems are more powerful. My, my gut reaction to that is that the barrenness of the world was just, it was the developer's intent. It was the artistic intention. Yeah. And adding more things into it is going to fundamentally change the way that we experience it. It's going to take away from that bleakness, that sense of enormous unknown. It, it would it would give us more information, which might satisfy that itch that we get of curiosity, that like the same itch that we get when we wiki dive or go onto TV tropes, but it doesn't enhance the piece mm -hmm. of the, 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 the work, which that's just my gut reaction uh to that i don't know yeah um i don't know i think that i mean we're looking at the the ps2 to ps4 and the ps2's limitation I and mean, we'll never know this reason for sure but the ps2's limit limitation as the cause of the barrenness in the world which could be true absolutely like we said these colossi are massive they're in intricate and everything but i i do think there's some intentionality with that too like it was purposefully empty and when created it and making the decision to remake i mean they probably wanted to keep it as accurate and the same as the original yeah they have the power now to add more assets and add anything but that wasn't the point that was never the intention of the piece i think we're all identified that this game is lacking something in some places. Whether mm. that's, you know, we said the narrative is a five out of the 10 at the beginning. There are things that can improve that narrative. Mm. The world for me is a little empty. There are things that can improve that world. We are all willing to make conceits in different places yeah. of like, okay, I can see why this is good. I can see why this works. But we've all identified that there's something lacking overall. Agreed. Especially given that, like all the games that we piss people off talking <laughs> about, this game is beloved and is herald as a piece of art and has nines out of tens and tens out of tens and is on all the like games that are the best list and that shit is fine it is it is good i can see why people like this i'm just calling out that there is a severe there are things that could make it so much better and it there's a severe lack of certain things in it which is going to yeah. whatever you want to add to it is going to be a very personal thing i'm a very narrative yeah. person so of course i want more narrative in this mm. and I think even on a baseline of gameplay, which we can kind of get more into, yeah. like, sure, it's very impressive what they're doing, especially from, like, a PS2 perspective to see what this game was. But, like, once you get the gimmick, you have the gimmick. Like, there's not that much difference between the Colossi, at least for the first eight. I can't, once again, speak to the rest of the game. But, like, mm. you find the glowy patch, you stab the glowy patch. Yeah. They do a little shaky shake. That's the whole fucking yeah. thing. So, like, sure, it's very impressive at first, but doing that eight times in a row with no real justification of why you're doing it in the story and, like, just, like, maybe that can hold some players, but it sure as hell isn't going to hold me through the whole yeah. game because it's mm -hmm. like, what more yeah. is here? I'm going to keep stabbing these fuckers. I'm going to keep getting filled with black smoke and sent <laughs> back to where I came from. So, like, why am I yeah. doing this? I and... um. Go I might it. argue that there's plenty of justification, right? I mean, thinking back to the Anakin analogy I made earlier, mm -hmm. why is Anakin doing what he's doing entirely to save Padme? Why is Nier doing anything that Nier is doing entirely to save right. Yona? This uh, Wanderer is only doing the things that he's doing to save, to save Mono, right? Yeah. That's right. it. Uh, we learn eventually what Dorman's uh, motivations are. Uh, but if we had all of that from the beginning, it would be... 
I, it would lessen the experience and mm -hmm. credit where it's due. Like I, I did come off of this game very middling, but the foreshadowing in this game is awesome, mm -hmm. right? As you kill more colossi, your visual appearance deteriorates. Something is clearly wrong. Uh, when you fight the colossi, I got the sense with every single one that I was hurting an innocent animal. Uh, absolutely. Like, these colossi, they they did not like killing them. Feels sad. It doesn't. Yeah. It do doesn't feel triumphant. Um, and then afterwards, the tendrils come into you every time, and you're kind of stricken with what looks like some kind of an illness, and and you get this sequence every time that's like. You can interpret it as a birth sequence, but also mm -hmm. a death sequence because there's a tunnel with the light at the end. It's birth. It's also death. There's a lot of foreshadowing that's really, really good here. Um, credit where it's due. Again, I, I'm not a huge fan of this, but yeah. I thought that was really well done. Back to the Anakin comment. The reason that that works is because there's three movies <laughs> in which we watch a fucking 10-year-old boy fall in love with a girl and that entire relationship develop and then he has an action based on it. We as an That's audience fair. are yeah. invested in that relationship. We see we see the passion and the love and the care and we go, "Okay, I can see why he's motivated to yeah. do that." And you can and you can say that love is assumed. Mm -hmm. Sure. And maybe that works for you. Maybe that's enough for you. It's not enough. I mean, for all of us you. still you don't know just, what you kind just... of love this is. <laughs> right. <laughs> is it a sister? Needs more, is it... It? Yeah. Yeah. And I think of, of course. I think for me, yeah. I think that because I'd seen the gameplay previously and I knew it wasn't narrative heavy, I didn't go into it expecting a narrative heavy experience, right? And like a lot of a lot of what I've said is purely just a fucking fuel discussion just because yeah, I That's I'm, why we're here, man. I just love saying shit for devil's advocate's sake and then sitting back and like seeing watching the world say. burn. <laughs> <laughs> um but I think I think for me like, I I disagree with the comment about the colossi. And which one, which one? It, in terms of like it all being the same, like fundamentally, oh, yeah. assuming mine, <laughs> yeah. Fun fundamentally, yes, you are just stabbing the weak point, right? That that is it. But you know, Jesus, like one of them, one of them is in a fucking lake, and yeah, like you Jesus. have to like get it to the top of the lake. One of them is about the bird. Um, yeah, you're flying on one. Yeah, one of them's flying oh around. Oh god! And you shoot these like you shoot these like little sacks underneath it, and then it mm -hmm. comes down. And like I was riding along on aggro alongside this fin as it was coming. Well, it's coming towards me, and as it was alongside me, I jumped off of aggro and grabbed onto its wing, and then it yeah. went up in the air, and I was like running on the top of it while it was flying. Absolutely. Like, and. I I think, like fundamentally, it is the same, but there's it's the difference, right? Like, if you only got to the eight colossi, you didn't get to like the there's like a ball that you have to have. Um, mm -hmm. The ball charges. You climb up this like little tower thing, and the ball charges towards you, and then you like a stick comes out of the fireplace, and you like wave the stick at the ball, and it backs up. Oh and yeah, push that it one off is so of the good. Cliff. You push it off of a cliff and its armor breaks and then you jump off the cliff onto its back and like ride it around on a rodeo while it's like trying to flail you off. Yeah. Like and I I hold my hands up, like the fucking narrative of this game is so fucking mid. Like it's like the middest of mid. 
and we could sit and talk until we're fucking red in the face about whether additional cutscenes would make it better or if it's like some sort of NPCs or whatever but I was here for the fucking gameplay and the gameplay that I experienced was absolutely fucking awesome the last colossi like the last colossi is like I'm not even joking when I say this is at least 120 foot tall Oh yeah, and it's it's like the same size as like the castle you're in the beginning, even if not bigger. He, he's like looking at you, and he like fires fireballs at you, and you have to like go underneath tunnels, and then like climb up the side of him. You mm-hmm. stab him in the back, and then he brings his hand over, and then you jump onto his hand, and you're climbing up his hand. You shoot him in the shoulder, and mm. then he like he puts his hand that you're on up to his shoulder, and then you use that to climb up onto his head, like. No. Uh, ben, I fully I, understand I, what you're saying. Sorry, yeah. I fully understand what you're saying, Kai, about the narrative, and I don't think it's. I, I, I'm not like blaming you or whatever because like it's your fault. You're a narrative person, and a lot of the no, but not the thing is, a lot of the discourse about the game is about the fucking narrative, and mm. I don't understand why because the gameplay yeah. is what makes this fucking game. Yeah, well, that that's what I was gonna say too. Is that for me we talked about the controls can be a little clunky for sure but fighting the colossi was absolutely the best part of this and yeah i think that you're right in the end the outcome is just you know stabbing their their weak points but it was the journey to get to that which was exciting you know some of these first the friends we made along the way it's the friends we made along the way exactly but at first it's just as easy as like climbing and you're climbing them and you're trying to get to them and then you like you were saying you're in the water you there's one where you're underground and it's a snake that goes through the sand and its head is massive and you have to shoot its eye oh, when it dude. peeks out of the sand or it'll just knock you like there's the, the puzzle to figure out how to get to outcome of stab weak point was the interesting part for me for sure yeah that snake in the sand is awesome because you'll be riding your horse and you have to like ride aggro and aim backwards and shoot an arrow in its eye to blind it um but rick was gonna say something. yeah go for it i uh i i agree that the act of uh let me rephrase that watching the uh the protagonist take down these colossi is awesome right like it's very cinematic the camera is dog shit during the colossus fights but uh (laughs) like the act of taking down the colossus Colossi, very cool. Mm. The act of playing the game was the most miserable experience of my life. <laughs> like this, this is the worst feeling game to play that I think I have played in the past three or four years. I, yeah. I, I don't understand how some folks could be like, oh yeah, they're not great. It's not great. No, it's terrible. <laughs> it's really, really bad to control. Please, please clarify, because I did not have. I mean, they, they were bad, but I almost, like, adjusted. It. Like, the jump itself feels so floaty, and I can never, like, time those jumps. But by the end, I was, like, kind of getting used to it. I was saying to, to Ellie, um, she was, like, watching me play, and I was like, you know how, like, in Uncharted, where you jump, and Nate shouldn't make it, but, like, God grabs him by the scuff of the neck and, like, lifts him up a little bit more <laughs> so like he can make the jump? <laughs> That's what it was like. Like, the amount of times yeah. that I jumped... And I was like, I shouldn't make this. And then all of a sudden, there was like a little boost, and he was like, ah, did this like little midair fucking double jump and made the jump. I was like, oh, yeah. that, that feels cheap. I shouldn't have made that. 
there there are some things with the movement that I kind of like. Like you know how in Kingdom Hearts you just and near you just spam roll and then you yeah. like move at two point five times speed. Oh, I like here. Yeah, I like that. That like when you do roll, he has kind of a moment afterwards. We have to where he has to gather himself. Or like when you jump, you don't jump and then just keep running. You you do like a little stutter step. It's realistic. Mm. That's pretty cool. But like the act of moving, climbing, and riding the horse, forget about oh, it. Oh man, like, poor I, aggro. So I, so ooh, I, I couldn't figure out how to move like the damn shit. thing. Yeah. So what? It took me a while, right? But basically, the horse only moves left and right. There is no forward or anything like that. So you press yeah. triangle to make the horse start moving, and then it's just left and right. And it's based on the direction that the main character is facing, which is even more confusing because mm. if your camera's facing another direction, it it took some getting used to. Um, the horse riding is by far the fucking worst oh, part of the entire game. Absolutely. I had to, like, I, I had to learn that triangle was go right and you weren't moving aggro you're just pushing him in a direction so it's like a left or a right to go in that direction and it does a thing where like if you're on a path or whatever as long as you just hold triangle it'll automatically like go through the path you don't have to touch any of the controls or anything at all either yeah and i mean it's i didn't struggle so much with um like the climbing or the jumping um so I, I can't really comment on that like the one problem I did have there's a colossi that is in a lake and you're supposed to swim underneath it and climb up its back and then when you get on its head it's got these like teeth that come out of its head oh god that was the most can, complicated shit you can hit them to tell it what direction to go so if you hit the left teeth, it moves to the left, and then you hit forward, and it hits. It's like, and you have to control it towards a platform, and then jump on it, and like. But going underneath it, the camera did not like being under the colossi because it wants to focus on the colossi because that's the attraction. But also, I was forcing it to look the other way, and so the camera would just like spin around me, and like that was <laughs> that was awful. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, uh, I don't know. I can't, I I can't talk for your your guys's experience. But for me, aggro was the only mm -hmm. control issue that I faced. Um, so what I'm hearing is, I just need to get good. Is that right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't know if it's necessarily getting good. Like, do you know what it is? Like, what I equate it to is just accepting that the, the controls are dog shite. Just lean to the jank. Got, rather than trying to, <laughs> yeah, rather than trying to play it like a game, play it like Shadow of the Colossus, yeah. and then it will be okay. Kai, I'm, I'm I, curious I, of your thoughts. How did you feel about that? Do, do you also struggle with some of these controls? Yes, but not not struggling with them as the control. I mean, the okay, let me, let me, two separate things. The controls sucked in general yes they were janky uh the the whole r2 to hold felt very uh like what is the human fall flat what is this oh yeah stupid, like, you're like the, like you're the you have and you're grabbing on the walls and everything. like that that is the equivalency of this um just like maneuvering the uh the colossi themselves 
it wasn't that the controls were bad. It's just that the way the controls interacted with what you were doing were so, like, janky and weird. Like, a lot of the times to kill the Colossi, I would just, like, position myself in one place and then kind of just, like, fall and then, like, try to grab onto something on a lower mm -hmm. part just to, like, maneuver around, which is kind of how it's supposed to work. But it just felt like I was cheesing the whole game the whole time because the, uh, like, the controls were so bad there was one point in which i was stuck trying to get up to a ledge to go like across a bridge getting to a coloss colossi colossus <laughs> um and i literally just spammed jump and made it up the entire side of a mountain just by spamming jump you did the sky like, method i just like <laughs> yeah, it just like say, it's the glitched method. its way it just glitched its way up the entire hill and then i got to the top and i was like that felt weird but you did it and then there's a there, there's a section weird, that's because where it should feel weird because you cheese the yeah. game. <laughs> yeah exactly but like i shouldn't be able to do that uh that's not my fault that's developers that need to do a better job um the other section is when you're going up the giant like water spiral i think it's the third colossus mm. um where you're like you have to go in the water and then you kind of walk up the side and yeah. jump to the pillar and then jump to the big platform where the big tall motherfucker is um i did that maybe nine times and <laughs> Just because every time I did the same action, a different outcome would happen. And that's not like, it, I sure, I am not the best gamer. I admit. Okay? <laughs> I'm sure there's, you know, those sweaty fucking nerds out there who are like, I did it the first time. Um, but, Presently. like, it was just frustrating because it was like, I could put in the same input and a different outcome would happen. And, like, when I, like, looking back to jump, because you can, like, hold onto a ledge and then jump backwards to grab another ledge. Like, it, it felt like I shouldn't be able to make that mm -hmm. distance. So I kept trying to get on the top of the pillar to get more, like, of a distance. But, like, you can. And as you were saying, a lot of the times when you jump, like, the jump doesn't make any sense. Mm -hmm. Like, sometimes you can only jump a little bit. Sometimes you'll jump, like, four times the length you should jump. Um, and it's just, it's just like stuff like that. Yeah. It just feels weird and bad and awkward. And it's just like, Ugh, I don't like how this is, how this is yeah. playing out. I was really curious though, just as we end here. So two, two things, one, which was your favorite <laughs> cloth side to fight out of the ones you used to fight and then your least favorite. Okay. Uh, I can go, go easily. for it. Uh, least favorite is the ball that I mentioned. Um, mm -hmm. doing that whole waving the stick and getting him off the cliff and breaking the armor is awesome the problem is he's a fucking ball and you have like you have like two seconds maybe oh, we should say the stabbing mechanic you press square once to like raise a sword and then the, like this meter appears in the stamina meter and when it gets to the edge if you press square again that's like a mm. full high stab. damage stab yeah you can't do that on the ball. He doesn't give you enough time. He bucks you off. Like the amount of time shakes I you got around. Off. Yeah, it shakes me around. Um, I got full on donkey kicked off of the cliff that I pushed him <laughs> off of. Um, and we haven't even spoken about the fact that your character has probably the weakest fucking jaw of any video game character ever, and just is constantly knocked out i don't know if you guys experienced this when you're on the floor oh it takes like two after, seconds like, for him to stand up after he gets yeah, it's hit because he it's because he's unconscious he ragdolls it's not it's not like a bug it's that your character has been hit so hard by a colossi that he has been knocked out i mean that like that kind of tracks out. these things are huge um so the ball was the ball was my least favorite um my most favorite was the uh 
sand snake that we were talking about that you yeah. have to like shoot in the eye i just loved that whole like there's a video i saved onto my ps4 just because the the, the shot of this fucking giant snake chasing you while you're on horseback is just absolutely awesome and i'd say it's probably a tie between that and the flying one i really liked the flying mm. snake um he was awesome uh i i i don't reclaim my time what do i do i yield my time <laughs> there you go <laughs> keep it keeping it relevant to uh I yield real life things uh kai what about you favorite least favorite uh are we also doing final thoughts or just favorite and least? just at least favorite and favorite and we'll get our final thoughts after this uh okay my favorite was probably the like underground golem motherfucker where you like have to break the walls mm, yeah. uh, and like hide under and he slams his fist down you have to climb up the side once again a lot of them felt really samey uh the bird i would say is my favorite other than it was just so fucking annoying that it kept rotating um which i did not appreciate my least favorite is the first one and here's oh, the interesting. reason why it's not because it's a bad colossus it's because they give you no context of what to do now i get that they has a hairy leg <laughs> and you can jump on the hairy leg i get it i i understand that now but just going into it from a gameplay perspective i'm like okay big motherfucker pull out the bow and arrow launch an arrow at it nothing happens mm. and i'm like mm-hmm okay now this thing is pissed and coming towards me, what am I supposed to do? And I ran around the world, and I climbed up the side of the mountain to try to jump on, like, the little platform in his belly, and that didn't work, and I died a bunch of times, and then I Googled it, and they were like, jump on the hair on his back leg! And I'm like... Right, you went, like, were you, full, were you like, ever... Jason and the Argonauts against the Cyclops. You were like, I'll yep. hit this fin in the eye, and it will fall to the ground. And <laughs> I, I mean, it's tried to shoot glowing, so, so many I, arrows I I into its eyes. Yep, that's exactly what I did. Well, also because when you use your sword to highlight the different parts of it, it's the head that lights up. Mm -hmm. Now, it's the top of the head, which you know once you get up there, but when you're just jumping in with zero context of how this game works, and I haven't watched any, like, gameplay of it, it just, like, lights up its head. I'm like, well, I'm just going to have to fucking nail this thing with arrows in the head. Uh, no, that is not what you're supposed to do. I can understand so, like, that. It, that was just very frustrating and a very weird way to start the game. And then, like, once you get that you can climb fur uh they, everything becomes very easy and like i know that y'all are saying they're very different but i like they're kind of the same like i get the puzzle is a little different but there's nothing that was so like oh this one's like weird like even the like stupid little spider thing when you're hiding in the little hobby holes which is kind of the first time that like environment really plays mm -hmm. a role mm -hmm. uh in how you're taking down the colossi like what about like, the, sure what about the water snake like what about the water snake well because the, the the difference with that was that you had to disable the fins the electricity i, kept... I mean the, that's that's the same thing with the like elephant too like you have to shoot the the little like pads at the bottom of its feet like they all have that mechanic mm. where you have to trick it in some way to getting to where you can get on it or like the fucking um bird or the like one that comes and attacks the little like hobby holes you have to jump onto its little swinging face stuff like that is just built into all of them except i think the first one just because they're trying to teach you how the mechanics work is like how are you gonna get on the mm -hmm. colossus or the one where it like slams its giant sword down you have to run up the front of the sword like they all have that mechanic in a sense of like you have to do an action to be able to even get on the colossus itself um so like 
same thing with the the water snake or same thing with the bird like once you figure out how to actually engage it and you're on it it's all pretty much the same from there yeah. anyway that's my favorite emily's favorite they're all kind of the same though <laughs> rick what about you man you know, I think my least favorite might be the water snake, but it might also be that one with the hidey holes where you have to like, yeah. you know, go into the hidey hole. It thinks you're in the other hidey hole. And the reason being is just I couldn't get it to stoop down. Like I couldn't make it do mm. the thing so I could get on it. I it was just a little frustrating. My my favorite. Bid, right? uh, no, that one. Same same concept. But that one was much easier for me. Um, mm. And also, I love the design of that bearded one. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, cool. Um, most of the designs fish. are cool. That uh, the the hidey hole one was also the like uh, Arceus looking thing, right? Yeah, yeah. I, yes. I didn't like the design on that one very much. But God, what a good what a good comparison. <laughs> <laughs> my stupid fucking legs. Anyway, my favorite though was the bird. Like I thought it was so cool to jump onto it as it was swooping towards mm -hmm. you, and then like it was the only Colossus fight that I did uh, where the camera cooperated and it looked really cool. <laughs> I, I had a blast. It was that my one. favorite because so cool. I could play. It. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a low bar. Oh man! Uh, for me, I would say, honestly, I I talked about it earlier, but my least favorite was that sand snake where you have to shoot his eye because i just couldn't figure out for the longest time how to do this i kept trying to see like where the tuft of fur was or whatever and then i ultimately had to look it up and shooting the eye hadn't happened until that point so i was didn't even think about like oh i need to shoot the eye i thought Did i had to like doorman huh clue? sorry to interrupt you that was really bad of me did you get the Dormin clue? Because there's like ever so often if you're failing yeah. and struggling hard, Dormin. Yeah, yeah but his one, clue in there is like, your feet won't help you in this fight. And yeah. I was like, okay, I got to ride so, my horse. Yeah. So I did that and I was riding my horse for like five minutes. And in the end, Dormin just came over like the fucking speakerphone. I was like, shoot the eye. I was like, oh, okay. I just, right. oh, I just like the thought of like right. Dormin like sitting in his room, like watching all this happen, just getting frustrated. He'd be like, just, just shoot the eye. I'm trying to reincarnate myself. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that one, I kept thinking I had to like have him chase me and then have him run into the, one of the pillars and then he'd like fall over or something. But mm. ultimately I had to shoot the eye. Uh, one of my favorites was there's one that's like a giant snapping turtle and and he'll shoot fireballs at you and essentially what you have to do is you have to lead him out of his little cave and the environment is like a dried up lake bed that has a bunch of these geysers that are oh, shooting yeah. and then you have to lead him over the geyser and it knocks him on his side and then you can shoot his feet and he like tumbles over and then you climb his belly to the top of him and what's cool about the top of him is there's no fur on the top because it's a shell so you have to just book it and beeline it to the head because if he gets back and he gets his footing back, you're gonna fall off and have nothing to grab onto, which I thought was, was cool and different than some of the other ones, but yeah, the bird was really cool too. I loved the... jumping off as it was flying and just grabbing onto it as it swooped and grabbed me. Oh, so satisfying. Yeah. Honorable mention for the 16th Colossi. Like, oh yeah, the last one the is pretty wild. Cool design, but also like so fucking annoying. See, the problem with the last one, it's really cool because it takes into account the Colossus and all the land leading up to the Colossus. Because you go underground, you hide behind walls to dodge fireballs and everything. And, I mean, if you played some of the other ones, like the bird or the flying sand snake, sometimes you fall off. And you're like, oh, damn, I fell off and I get back up and go. The problem with this last one is it's so huge. If you fall off for one, you're either, if you hit the bottom, you're either dying or losing a ton of health. And climbing 
climbing all the way back up is just a pain in the ass. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, that's all for this episode. We'll go around and kind of give our final thoughts on what we thought about Shadow of the Colossus. And Kai, why don't we start with you? How'd you feel? God, so much pressure. Uh, well, I think if you've listened to this episode <laughs> uh, up to the point of now, probably know that I have some opinions on this game. I think the concept is great. Like being a little thing uh, and having to climb giant evil demons uh, and slay them. Brilliant idea. Like totally aligned. I get how that would be fun gameplay. Um, every other aspect. Okay. And the one thing we didn't talk about is the music. Oh, the, the music, music is really good. Fucking yeah. slaps. Mm. The music is so good. It feels like like every it's exactly what you want it to be it's like every medieval fucking movie with like a beautiful score and like chef's kiss really really does add a lot if i'm being honest because if that wasn't there it'd be very hard to find uh positives um but in my opinion the narrative completely lack anything cohesive it doesn't keep me engaged in the gameplay whatsoever um, there needs to be way more there and fleshed out as far as either world building or just characters or anything. There just needs to be more, 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 uh, because there's right now it just feels like there's nothing going on. That's important. The actual battling of Colossuses, Colossi, uh, as far as the first eight, which once again is all I got through. And you know, you can say you haven't experienced the whole thing. That's fine. Um, are, are very samey. Once you get the how the game works, once you get the the kind of gameplay loop, it's like just over and over and over again. And I personally, as a player, did not feel rewarded by that experience in any meaningful way. And lastly, the controls are fucking atrocious. Like the the cherry on top of this shit fucking sandwich <laughs> is that like everyone is self-sucking themselves to this game. And then it's like you play it, and not only is it empty and feels weird and is just kind of like samey, then you get to the controls aspect, and you're like, this fucking horse <laughs> is the worst compananion ever. Oh, poor ever. Agro. He's trying his best. Oh. He's, Somewhere I, I literally, no, I literally <laughs> walked places. Like, I, at a certain point, refused to use the goddamn horse. Why would you put triangle as the button to get on the horse, but also the button that makes the horse go? That doesn't make any sense to me. Who, what fucking monster would get on It's X to get on the horse. I just jumped on. It's 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 X and triangle. Okay. Triangle, if you're near the horse, you actually just get on the horse. X is to jump on the horse. Oh. And either way, it's stupid fucking control layout that there's two like buttons the, that do like, essentially the same thing. When the horse ain't near you, he's like, aggro, aggro. Why? No, I didn't really care about that whatsoever. Though I was playing this in the other room uh, uh, with the audio system on the projector, and every time he whistled for the horse, my cats would freak the fuck out because the whistle was so loud compared to the rest of the audio in the game. That's neither here nor there. Overall, good good little nuggets in mm. this game that I think if there's a sequel one day or a spiritual successor will probably be a great game. Cause I think like now we have a better grasp of what actually works. Yeah. I know this is going to piss people off and I don't really give a fuck about your feelings out there. If you're like, Oh my God, he said bad things about shadow Colossus and Chrono Trigger canceled. Um, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Uh, like at the end of the day, there's just wide gaps missing from this. And like at best five out of 10, 
not even one of Sony's closely best games for their platform. I'm I if you like this game, I get it. I get why you like it, but like there are better things out there, man. You're missing out. You're missing on what what makes video games really truly exceptional in a lot of aspects and like go figure that out. I promise you there's there's more to this than than what you've experienced so far. And those are my thoughts. Come at me, bitches. <laughs> Uh, I, I don't know why I was really next. expecting a Randy Jackson. That's a no for me, dog. At the end of your, uh... <laughs> that's a that's a no for me, dog. <laughs> uh, Rick, how did you feel about Shadow of the Classes? Yeah. So uh, real quick, shout out to Cole Otani, who is the composer, uh, also composed for Gundam Wing. Oh, the, the anime. That's awesome. Pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Great music. I, yeah, I'm shocked that we didn't talk more about that. We're but just really complaining good. about everything else. Uh, no. <laughs> Um, I mean, look, the game, I think I like talking about it more than I actually like playing it. It's there is there is some genuine good in this game. There Mm. really, really is. I just there's so much that left me wanting. And I think there are other works that do the fundamental message of this game better. Um, I and I would genuinely give this like like if I'm sitting just for argument's sake at a five out of ten. If I'm sitting there, I would genuinely give this like two and a half extra points if the controls were better, because Mm. that's what a lot of this is highlighting is these boss fights. It's a boss rush game. Well, it's a boss crawl. Yeah, there's not a lot of rushing that happens. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But like I I would genuinely think much higher of it if it controlled better. So I don't know. I'm going to come back to this maybe like in, in two, three years and see if see if my opinions changed. I think it it warrants another go for me. But uh, I I was left wanting a bit. Yeah, Ben, how'd you feel? Yeah, so um, uh, I think I've kind of established on my time on the podcast that I am a narrative boy. Mm. I like my sad boy games, and the fact that this is lacking definitely takes something away from it. Um. The horse mechanic definitely could be better. Um, and I understand the argument that, like, it was kept as barren and empty as it was on the PS2 because people didn't want to fuck with the, with the like, core the of sauce. the game. Yeah. Um, and all I can say is that I'm hoping now that, like, Final Fantasy VII has been such a success when they changed all the battle system and breaking it up episodically that maybe that kind of incentivizes people to to do remakes different and maybe potentially will get a from the ground full remake of Shadow of the Colossus right I'm going to say this and I need y'all to understand that I don't understand why I feel this way um, this game is legitimately like now in my top 5 favorite games of all time Like, wow that's awesome what genuinely um wow fucking wild i don't know why (laughs) i'll hold my hands up and i'll say i don't know why but something about something about the scale of like fighting the colossus and maybe it's just purely my experience and like how i it's purely to do with how i felt playing against the colossus right like jumping on that bird's wing when it swoops down or flying on top of that snake in the bloody desert and all of the other little stuff that Mm -hmm. have come alongside it i enjoyed my experience with the game 
now i'm not going to sit here and say that it's a perfect game it it isn't a perfect game and you if you're going to play it you need to go into it knowing that it's got next to no narrative that it controls like horse shite that the camera doesn't cooperate with you and that there is just a lot of riding to and hither with not a lot in between but it's the in-between stuff that has sold me Mm -hmm. and i don't know I, i don't know why because like I said like I mean so like my top five games right Metal Gear Solid <laughs> Last of Us Part 2 Disco Elysium Persona 5 and now Shadow of the Colossus Shadow of the Colossus like it makes no sense thematically one of these things are not like the other yeah <laughs> it makes no sense thematically for me as a gamer to like Shadow of the Colossus as much as I do yeah but it's my experience in those boss battles that has set me on the game yeah I I think going into my final points here, my feelings are kind of an amalgamation of all of yours combined. I definitely agree with the little to lack thereof narrative that's happening here. It leaves something to be desired, for sure. There's motivations. We don't know why. I mean, just because doesn't always work. That's kind of what the game is telling you. Like, just because all this is happening. And it doesn't really shine a lot of light on those questions that we had. But similar to ben i loved fighting the colossus like climbing on them and i only had a couple instances where like the controls and camera really like screwed me in actually fighting i would say 90 percent of it was just fucking riding the horse and getting to my destination that i always had trouble with i would just be riding in like aggro is nowhere near like a rock or something but he'll just veer to the right and be like i'm like bro what what were you doing what was happening here what did you see what's scared is there a snake was it the lizard i don't know but that's where my my troubles come from is is just in that other than that like the scale alone is what got me like walking up to some of these and them just being like seeing from like shins down and that's it was really cool having to interact with the environment and climb different things to get to the very top which is the weak point was super interesting to me (laughs) i feel i feel like yeah i feel like the takeaway from the shadow of colossus for me is uh mid-game amazing experience that's like my takeaway for sure well that is all for shadow of the colossus I'm curious of how you guys felt. Let us know. Discord, social media. How do you feel about Shadow of the Classes? Do you disagree with Kai's points? Did you back out of the podcast immediately when you started ranting? And you're like, nah, I'm not, nah, dog. I'm not doing this. <laughs> I've been here before. <laughs> Let us know. Uh, but before we get into what we're going to play next time, Rick, thank you so much for coming onto the podcast. It was a blast to have you here. Uh, let the people know where they can find you and your show. Yeah, dudes. Likewise, thank you so much for inviting me. I, I've been really looking forward to this uh, f- for a long time. So, yeah, uh, really, really enjoyed it. Um, for us, uh, you can find us on, well, any podcast app of your choice, really. Um, I like Podcast Addict, but you do you. Um, we're also on Twitter and Discord and Instagram. You can find us all there. It's We use the same name, same picture. Can't miss it perfect and we'll have all that in the show notes below too so you can go check it out go check out pixel project radio fantastic show yeah but ben now is the time rick you get a front row seat what is going to be our next main series i have a feeling that the boys may 
have sussed this out already. I fucking called. I called it Kai, by the way. Yeah, uh, we are going to be playing the 2023 rhythm-based action game Hi-Fi Rush. Yeah, I was right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I legit did research. I went through Game Pass and I was like, "Oh, Hi-Fi Rush." Ben said he's interested in it, and I looked at the like the walkthrough and it said twelve chapters, and I was like, "Oh, that's it. That's the one." Yeah. I had to confirm the. Um, we had the ability to play it so it is on uh, right. pc it is optimized for current gen xbox so x and s but you the can series. play it with uh cloud gaming on an xbox one so i'm just gonna play it via the cloud we should i don't know ben i don't know if you're planning on playing on xbox or pc but if you play it on pc kai has his series s and then i'll play it on cloud and then we can kind of give a full experience on all options of how to play so this the reason that i I wanted to play this is because I now own a Series X. Um, oh, never mind. Play on your Series X. <laughs> but I mean, I'm down to play it on PC. I have played the first level on PC. I played it at a friend's house. Um, so yeah, it is a rhythm-based action game. You don't have to play on rhythm. It just it just benefits you if you can play the game on rhythm, um, like on. Beat. So if you have no rhythm, it's fine. Yeah. Basically, what it is is like each each level, um, so it's linear. Each level has a track, and at the bottom there'll be like a meter, like in there is in rhythm-based games. And if you manage to time your attacks with that meter, you do extra damage. There's a party happening here. My camera's not on. It's sad. You can't see. I'm dancing too. Okay, you can't see me. You get um like extra damage, or you get like extra sort of stuff for doing it on beat so you can completely fuck it up but the idea is that you play it on beat and you do it correctly on beat like the attacks and the movement everything is yeah. to the beat of the song that's playing in the background and you get like multipliers and more damage if you're consistent with staying on beat <laughs> <laughs> but yes uh ben what are we playing for the first episode uh we are playing the prologue and then the end of chapter two. So they call them tracks. So the mm. prologue, track, track one, track two. Perfect. Well, everybody, thanks for listening. Thanks for getting to the end of the episode. As always, Rick, again, thank you so much for being on. It was a great time. And if you haven't, go check out his show because I think it's fantastic. So there you go. pleasure was all mine, guys. Seriously. Uh, thank you. It's been awesome. It's been awesome. Uh, but next week, we will be starting our brand new main series, Hi-Fi Rush. We will see you then. Peace out, guys.